Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome Shania Randall to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, officially so excited to have this amazing Las Vegas Raiderette Pro Bowl cheerleader here with us today. Welcome, ah, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> never gets old hearing that, never gets old. <laughs> We're going to get into all things Pro Bowl for sure, but I'm just so excited to officially like just have a conversation. I've, we met officially in person at Pro Action. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really have enough time to talk, obviously. And so, no. uh, is he trying yeah. to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe you guys were able to show up at that like reception that they had because yeah. you, know, you had been like booking it and dancing all day long. So yeah, there's so many things that I've wanted to talk to you about to get to know you. Again, nobody really has like you know their own personal websites with bio information. So I'm gonna be like just kind of just I want to just know everything about you as much. No as worries, lay it on me. You will soon find out I'm extremely vocal. So whatever questions you have, I'm happy to answer. And like I said, just really happy to be here with you. Okay, well let's get into it. I'm excited. So tell me. Okay, so now we're gonna just like talk like <laughs> we're old homegirls because I just okay. Know, like, let's I do it. Where are you from? I am from Sacramento, California, Sac native, born and raised. Um, okay. So that's in Northern California for people who don't know. I've been there my entire life, went to college there, all that fun stuff. And so tell me about your dance background. Like, were you dancing at the age of two or what's what's the situation that kind of launched your professional dance career? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always consider myself a late bloomer when it comes to the dance world. So I did start like most do when we're really young. I think about four or five is when I started. I did ballet and tap, not going to lie, wasn't my thing, never loved it. I have an older brother. We're, like, very close in age. So whatever he was doing, I'm with it. He's not dancing, me either. Like, let's do something else. So I actually grew up playing sports. So I played soccer for 12 years, ran track, dabbled in all, of like, you know, t-ball the things that your mom puts you into it but I really gravitated towards soccer and track um so I wasn't really what did I run Mm -hmm. yeah so I was a sprinter so I did the one the two four by one and then my coach made me do the four by four because he hates me so I had to do (laughs) I had to do that relay too Um, But yeah, so track was my thing. I actually, soccer was like my number one passion, but I was on the competitive team and we always had to have like monthly dues for traveling, got really expensive for my mom. So that's when we pivoted to track because coaches liked me then because I was pretty quick, obviously, hence the races I would run in track. Um, So I wasn't really reintroduced to dance until middle school because it had to be an elective of mine. So I was like, all right, like, 
I got a little, a little, little something. Let me just go ahead and just try that. Easy A. Yeah. And that's when I really fell in love with dance again. And I started, you know, making sure that each year I had a dance selective. Um, And then when I got to high school, we got to do like recitals, all that fun stuff. Really, that's when my training actually started. But I was still running track at the time. Um, So just to make a, a really long story short, I got into like this weird accident my junior year sledding in Tahoe, weird things happen. Um, I'm okay. But I wasn't able to do any sports for about a month. It wasn't anything serious, just like a little bit of internal bleeding, no big deal. <laughs> but in my lower back, so I was just <laughs> no, no, pro- no problem. But obviously 30 days not doing any any physical activity, like how to take it really easy. That's a long time for someone who's like running track with just right. my junior year of high school. Oh I had shin yeah. when I ran track and it took me out for you know, and it's not mm. a most serious disease, but, oh, disease. Wow, where's my brain? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Shin splints are real, though. When they come, they're there, you know? So I feel you. Yeah. But I will say, with all that had happened in that, like, short period of time, like, this month of time where I wasn't doing anything, I didn't miss track. I did track because I was good, not because I was passionate. But what I missed was dancing. And I remember talking to my track coach and having this, like, come-to-Jesus moment where I'm like, I'm not happy. I know best, you know, let me do what I want to do. And I remember his exact words to me were, you will never make it as a dancer. And I feel like for that moment on, I was like, yeah, oh, was okay, bet. challenge accepted. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to give him any credit, but I felt like for me, like having that happen, that sledding accident happen in Tahoe really was like a turning point in my life to where like I was able to decide like you have two choices to make pursue a career in track I'm sure like you'll you'll go far you know maybe you'll run in college who knows or take a shot at something that you didn't always do and just see what happens and thank god I did that you know so yeah that's that's how my journey started and then the elective classes were just like jazz like ballet hip-hop like those kind of things so not real training like in a studio setting but my school was a performing arts school so I think I really did get good training um for what I had so what did you study when you were in college so in college, I studied communications. I had a concentration okay. in public relations. So yeah, that's what I went to school for. <laughs> Nothing special. Okay. okay. I was thinking of like your performing arts tie-in and like what you were. Yeah, playing. no. But I did dance at my college. I went to Sacramento State. So I did dance there. Um, so that was nice. And then always we, we had studios to go to. Obviously, like in college, you're now like an adult. So you have to go to like adult studios. But luckily, Sacramento, I mean, I feel like we are really evolving when it comes to the dance world, especially for adults like myself who want to like audition for pro teams. So luckily, there were like small studios that were really starting to grow to where I could have training there with like other pro dancers, as well as my training at Sac State. So when did you decide like, okay, I'm done at Sac State I'm gonna try to take this to that pro level like were you feeling prepared for it or was it kind of something yeah so that's funny so Sac State actually pro came first so I actually auditioned for the Sacramento Lions which was like a semi-pro team in Sac and I had danced at our junior college at the time and I was like the captain like I thought I just was you know the 
that be right like I'm the one I'm for sure gonna audition for this to my pro team like I got it in the bag and a lot of the girls that I was like a captain of we all auditioned together and I will never forget like vividly remember this day like it was yesterday we had the auditions were open to the public so my mom's there my mom's at everything so she's there like phone in hand watching her baby right like first time she's ever really seen me dance like in this setting outside of like my recitals in high school and we know how the audition like call a calling of the numbers work like they're going to go in numerical order if your number gets skipped over that's it sis have a seat so um it's like final auditions we all just did our thing we're all standing up there they're announcing the numbers the girls are coming down they're holding like their yellow roses like it's so special and my mother is still here big smile camera on and I'm like cut the cameras like cut the camera sis like I my number has been skipped over mortified I remember just being like so like ugh, we'll never forget so this is March of 2011 so then her and I were like okay like this is not the end right Let, let's figure something else out and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do pro but I just felt like I needed something under my belt first and that's where I think semi-pro teams are really great just in themselves mm-hmm. like I don't think it should be a stepping stone I think being on a semi-pro team right. is enough however for me I was like I know that I had different dreams but it was in my home city it just felt like this is what I want to do but they had different plans for me no problem um so then we decided let's go ahead and like audition for Raiders like I've always been a Raiders fan like let's make it work and so we just kept to ourselves she's like you're not going to tell anybody we're going to keep it to us I'm like cool 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 bet 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 so it's just our little secret and then I remember prelim rounds so this is April 2011 now her and I got up at like three o'clock in the morning so I can get ready Sacramento is about an hour and a half from Oakland we drive all the way down to Oakland god bless her heart she's like sitting in the car the entire time like prelims is a long day and then came out I'm like mommy we're going to finals so then fast forward to the next week we're like learning the dance that we're going to do at finals this is a two-day uh learning of the dance and cleaning of the dance she drives with me right after work sits in the car that day was really funny. Like, I can't wait to talk about how to prepare for auditions because think about the time. This is 2011. There's not a lot like yes. Google, YouTube. That's all just like now starting, right? There's not a lot out there. So that I'm like Googling. That was the year, like, 2011. So I am with oh, you on the timing. This was good for us. Okay. So we meant to connect. So yeah. So you yeah. know, like, you know, you went in there looking a mess. Like you only had so much to go off of. So with yeah. that being said, going into Tuesday, I'm thinking we're just learning choreo. That's it. So I, I'm sure you can imagine how I look to learn choreo. So we get there early because, you know, traffic. And I see the girls start to come out and like they're decked out, like hair curled, makeup, all the things. Me, no, just like how I look right now. I was like, oh, shoot. We like run to Target. She like buys me a bunch of makeup. I'm like freaking out in the car, like dramatic as all, like doing like doing all my makeup so fast. Get in there. It was fine. Obviously, Thursday when I had to come back for day two, I knew better. Was ready yeah. to show up and show out. <laughs> um, and then uh, obviously for that final audition day, which was a Sunday, she was waiting in the car for me all day long. Um, and then yeah, I was I so cool to be able to. Already. Oh yeah. God bless her. So yeah, so and then obviously I was announced a part of the Raiderette since 2011. So that actually came first. And then okay. before I ever went to Sac State, and that's where my dance journey really started in this up and down decade of my life. <laughs> you did the Raiders mm-hmm. for how many seasons? Yeah, so I actually only did it for one season. So going into 2012, like my second year, my vet year, I just let the 
audition nerves get the best of me and mm-hmm. got cut going into that season. So, so hard. I mean, I look back at it now I and I just like, oh, oh, I'm so, so glad we are connected. Too. This is what yes. I'm saying. I felt like there were going to be like so many things, but same thing. So many signs pointing us together. So okay. yeah, so you know, I mean, yeah. I just going to your second year of auditions is never easy. And I feel like I wish someone would have prepped me mentally how to prepare. But I took that cut extremely, very unwell. I was not happy at all. Like six months MIA from social media. Like, like I said, I was very dramatic in my early 20s. Like, oh, everything was working against me. So yeah, so and I actually and it stayed like that for the next few years. Like I just could not hear yes back from this team. And I just like didn't understand. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, how do you hear yes one season and then you don't hear yes again? And I feel like when you get cut going into a team that you haven't been on, you're like, okay, no worries. Like I have nothing to lose it's fine I can come back next season but I feel like as a veteran to get cut like after your rookie season you're almost like okay like obviously something went wrong during my rookie year you know like you have all these emotions that you're really trying to process but also you really want to be back on the team right like for me like dance was my identity and like my biggest fears were now unraveling like great he was right like not gonna make it again um so yeah so then (laughs) right I was gonna go back to that so then yeah so then in 2014 I remember I think that year they had their auditions like super last minute it was like June or July and then same thing happened again they're like nope sorry sis and I was like okay you know what like you've had a season with them a lot of people would want a season, right? That's like so much to be proud of and appreciative of. So maybe like that's your story. Like you became a professional NFL cheerleader with like really like little to no dance experience on the level of the girls that you were competing and auditioning with. Let's move on. So then my friend gave me this idea. She's like, hey girl, I'm going to the Warrior Auditions. This is 2014. I'm like, okay, like wasn't planning on that, but sure, you know, I'm like, let's just go what everyone says to themselves. Let's just go get the vibe of auditions get the process the next year let's come back and really kill it so yeah so no actually the exact opposite happened like as the the days were going and we were like making the rounds I was like oh like this this might actually happen um so yeah so 2011 was my rookie season with Raiders cut 2012 11 on 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 we don't even know those numbers 2014 was my rookie season with Warriors yeah and then I went back to Raiders in 2016 and have been with them consecutively for the last six years so Mm -hmm. so how many years with the with the Warriors then oh you know just one and done so yeah yes one and done and then you made it back okay so 2016 was back. so yeah so 2016 was my comeback year came back strong And I remember that audition like it was yesterday, very much similar to how much I remember my original second year audition. And at that point in my life, like I just feel like emotionally you are a different person. Like I can definitely say going into like my season with even with Warriors, like I still felt like I was struggling with like not being confident like in myself and my abilities like as much as you don't want to compare yourself to your teammates it's really easy to do so like I mean you can tell someone like you're great you're on the team for a reason but like you truly have to believe that within yourself too so I feel like going into 2016's audition season I remember I had a conversation with the director at the time in January and I was like hi 
hey again here's what I'm thinking and yeah she was super supportive like she would come to a lot of the Warriors games and she would like text me like you look so good out there this and that but I gave her a call in January of of 2016 and I was like hi like these are my thoughts like you know is there anything that you want to see from me going into this audition season and I think if you have a good relationship with a director or, or someone within that organization that's a great question to ask them like you need to know you know it might not be like the answers that you want to hear and it's not going to be a ticket in the door but it's nice to know what other people want to see of you and honestly she didn't have anything bad to say she was just like you know like who you are as a person like we need that back on this team like we miss like someone with your heart like your energy like your personality so I'm like okay well I'll take it and then you know just went right back into audition prep and I remember going into the audition I'm just like you have had a great dance career if it ends today. Like, you've had one season in the NFL, one season in the NBA. In your NBA season, you have a championship ring that sits beautifully in your mom's nightstand. So she can have it. But, you know, like, like amazing thing. So, yeah. So, for me, I think I was finally at a point where I would be okay with either or. And I feel like that's why my audition was so great because I was just confident in knowing that I'm going to walk out. And the yes to me is that I performed my best self. And that's all you can do. Uh, but luckily for me, I, it was like double yeses because I felt good. And then they felt good enough to say whatever my number was at the time. Come on back. <laughs> but don't you think it's like the, it's like that perfect union of like you feeling that way about yourself. I feel like that was the same thing that got me back on the team after being cut um, with the Seahawks. Like when I returned, it was just like, you know what? I'm showing up as my best self. If we're not on the same page about it, I'm going to be good. Like, I'm at peace mm-hmm. with it. I know I feel good about who I am, how I am, how I'm performing. And we're just going to lay it all out. And I'm I'm good either way. And I just feel like that energy, I just think it reads off of you. And it's, it's not like this, like, I have an attitude. You better pick me. Or not at all. Awesome You're just confident, that, just you know? Confidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I just feel like you kind of just like the way how you walk, the way how you move, like, you know that you're a different dancer when the nerves are getting the best of you. Like you could, you're tense, you can feel it. And then when you're just confident and you just know, like, this is the best that I can do. This is the best that I am. And I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah. yeah. And honestly, yeah. like I look back at it now and where I am at today, let's just say I got to go back in 2012 and I had the same amount of years that I have now consecutively. I would have had my experience in the NBA, maybe later on, but who knows? And who knows mm-hmm. if I would have ended up in Las Vegas, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like yeah. never question anything in your life because I promise you, you're going to have these full circle moments. And it's just going to feel like really liberating when you have like this, like, aha, like, this is why it was no in 2012, because it needed to be yes in 2016. So you could be here today in 2022 on this podcast. You see what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's so important that, you, you know, people think about and it's hard when you're younger. I'm old as dirt, but like Same. when you actually have the perspective of like years past, you know what I mean? Like this moment in time, you know, is one moment in time and year to year, there's going to be different things that happen in your life, priorities shift and everything really does make sense. But sometimes you just need to get, you know, five years down the road to look back and be like, oh, for sure. Three, it was a good thing I didn't make the team because I wouldn't have been able to do this, that, or the third, or, you know, I know I wasn't actually ready, or there's different things, and it always Absolutely. Sense. And I just feel like it's like a mindset thing, too, and I just know that I wouldn't be, like, the vet I am today or the captain I am today 
where I was at then, you know, like I said, like we all have like our own insecurities, our own things that we're working through. And for me, it was really self-love at that time that I was just lacking and not, not even realizing it, like how much I was lacking it until this confidence boost came in 2016. But I couldn't be, you know, a good captain or a good vet to someone who might be struggling now with that same issue if I was also still going through it, you know? So I'll preach. Like I just, from even from the last episode and it was called Love and myself but self-love is really it's just a topic that I feel like just isn't discussed enough of like what that means and maybe people have different ideals of it or maybe people confuse what self-love really really means when you actually feel that sh- I'm here with you, you know I mean? like, it's a different it's not like this false sense of like I'm confident and I'm just acting like I'm that person but I don't really no, you still have your highs and lows for sure but I think it's how you just like process those emotions are really different and you're able to check yourself and I think that back in the day I I wasn't checking myself not that I ever felt entitled but I would just get so caught up in like oh it's personal like this is all personal when like really it's not it's just like sometimes it is what it is like it's not personal you know and you also need to like check yourself in a sense of am I doing everything I need to do outside of this to be where I want to be in that moment in time and like if you mm. if I told myself then of course I am but when I look back at my auditions in 2012 like I was just talking to somebody about this you know everyone's so nervous going into this audition season it's a lot of people's like yeah. first year going into their second year right because a lot of people have that extra year last year or the auditions weren't really what they usually are for us like in person so I feel like it was just like a different vibe than what it's going to be for this audition season being back in person um and I was telling them I was like honestly I was so nervous like so more nervous than I was the year before that and I don't even know if the judges ever heard anything I said in my interview like I remember like the cringy smile like that they're giving me and I'm like thinking I'm answering these questions I'm like I don't even know if I smiled like I don't know anything and I just feel like at that time though I'm like I don't get it I had a great audition this and that because again I'm personally feeling like they're attacking me like this has yeah. never happened to anybody and before def- and you get defensive you're so like in defend myself mode that you're not really actually looking at the truth or the validity Absolutely. of certain things because you're yeah, yeah. no a thousand percent a thousand percent yeah, no, looking back, I can just see her now, like, mm-mm-mm, like, you're probably slouching up there, like, all of the things, and I remember being so embarrassed, like I had mentioned earlier, like, just was off social media for six months, it was something I was never vocal about, like, <laughs> honestly, in 2012, if you, I told people I was not at the audition, like, I chose to not re-audition, like, this is how much, like, I just didn't think that it happened to people, like, no one gets cut yeah. going to their vet year, like, vets don't get cut, and that's to the complete opposite, and I honestly didn't start being really vocal about my story, probably until, like, in between 2015, 2016, and even then, still, like, if you knew, you knew, I couldn't lie about it, but if I could tell you I wasn't there, then I wasn't there. But I remember in 2017, one of my teammates was like, yeah, like you were on um, Raiders before and you got cut, right? And I was like, oh, well, dang, like does everyone know the truth? Like, And then from then on, I just felt like I had to just start owning my story because one, it's mm-hmm. public knowledge. Like I'm sure you can find an audition photo of me in 2012 and be like, that's definitely you, lie all you want. But there's beauty in your story. And I feel like the minute I started owning my truth, like I said, in 2016, like, you've done all you can do. So if you can have this audition and walk away and it's still a no, you were yourself. And that's all that matters. And I feel like that's when I really started to just be vocal, like, 
we all have our own journeys. We all have our own paths. We're all here for a reason. And like, whatever happens next season happens next season, but own your truth. And I feel like once I started owning my truth, that's when I really started to become the person that I am today. Like, don't be embarrassed. It's okay. You know? say, let's let's drop the shame around like auditions. Yes. You know, Can we please? Some people post about their journey or they're really, you know, you're excited and you're just trying to sure. get that good energy out there. And, and I do feel like people, you know, curl into this shameful bubble, you know, the shame should just be something that we let go of and not hold on to because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It is so freaking competitive. Like, the numbers, the numbers game in and of itself is just really, really mm-hmm. hard. And I just think people don't give themselves enough credit for showing up and going through the process and making it as hard as they do because a thousand percent the virtual game has like messed everything up. The numbers are all skewed and messed up. And yeah. we've got like way more people applying to be on these teams. So I mean, I'm hopeful that people listening will will take that into consideration that there's no shame in it. You should be proud for going for it and timing is everything and it's all it really is really for you and it'll make sense later it'll absolutely make always sense. always does yeah and I think that's why I started to be more vocal because you know there is that sense of shame or just like this like negative connotation around you know being cut and like this feeling of embarrassment and all of those ugly things that come with it but it's also like it's growing too, you know, like you're able yeah. to then take this, this situation that happened and do something with it. Like for me, like, I'm like, okay, back in the studio, like gotta try harder, you know, like, but not yeah. just to hear a yes, but for myself, you know, but I feel like that's where I adopted this whole feeling of if I can walk out of an audition, knowing that I did what I needed to do for it for myself, then that's enough. And then everything else is a bonus. Yes. And there's so much like reward in that. Like, I hope people really do feel that when you worked your butt off and you, you know, maybe really like honed in on your skills or you did something and you achieved something where you can say, look at where you started and see how you were able to show up for these auditions. There's so much to be proud of. And just in the fact that you've been able to grow and that you pushed yourself, you try something. Maybe you put together a solo or you try things that you would never have tried before or you, you know, there's are victories along this path that I hopefully people will. And it needs to be talked about more. And I feel like it's not easy putting yourself out there with anything, right? I mean, like, I'm not on dating apps, but I'm sure, like, dating app, that's not easy. You know what I mean? Like, yes, applying yes, for that yes. job, it's not easy. Well, yes. auditioning is not easy. Like, just filling out the application already brings, like, I'm getting sweaty thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it brings its own number of nerves. And then to, yes. like, get your audition outfit, like, wake up that morning, like, I am auditioning today. Um, and I feel like that takes courage. That takes guts. Yes. That's a round of applause already in itself. Because think about the women who apply and just can't get themselves out of bed to go or are sitting I mean I'm definitely someone who will sit in my car in the parking garage at the gym because I just don't have it in me today so I can only imagine how many little chickies are sitting in their car in the parking lot of an audition because they just don't have it in them that day so I feel like we need to celebrate all of our wins and that first win is applying right the second win is just showing up and getting out of the car (laughs) and going in there (laughs) no you're so right and I really hope that people feel encouraged by that because it is it's not easy. It's like highly competitive process. And each step that you show up for yourself is a victory big time. And just resting in that sense of like loving the work that you've put in, loving the person you're becoming as you're growing and, and making friends even or different things that you're growing through the process. There's just so much to to fuel you to really feel good about. So there's Absolutely. no shame. No yeah, shame. no shame whatsoever. I will say I am not the one who 
will post like when once it's audition season I like I'm already like not good about posting on Instagram as is I told myself though you got to get better (laughs) then I will get better but audition season I'm like a ghost like I'm just out you know I'm just like hyper focused and I just like just just because if it happens again like I want to process on my own so I'm not one who's like posting like six more days like almost there morning I'm here at auditions but I love the people that do because I wish that I had the courage to do so but I just get so just so in my own head and we all like go through auditions differently I don't think that the way how I go through it is any better or less than the next person but I love Mm -hmm. the people that do or the ones that are like taking pictures at auditions I'm like in a box I'm like nobody talked to me like I am in my own little tunnel right now and (laughs) I just need to do the dance in my head 91 times because if I don't do that 91 time like I'm not gonna do good and but then I'll see like my other friends who are just like kicking photos I would look at people who could just be that relaxed at auditions not that I wasn't trying to be friendly or make friends or have conversations but I just was not that relaxed like I no, needed to no, no, no. but seeing people just like taking selfies and just doing them and it looks fun and great and I'm like oh, oh cool, I yeah, enjoy watching them because, yeah mm-hmm. like wow <laughs> you're just really relaxed here but yeah but, like, I like seeing it because that's just that like eager excitement like you feel that energy when people are posting about for sure yeah like nobody has to go through it the same exact way but I'm I'm with you it's more like I'm in focus mode and I'll definitely yeah but I'm deaf I'm not that I'll be nice yeah in my corner (laughs) yeah Yeah, or like in out the bathroom like oh gotta go (laughs) and then after I'm done dancing I'm like hi oh my god how is everyone come 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 still no photos but let's hug like let's yes. chat yes. it's only yeah, after no. you have performed at auditions that you can saw enough to kind of like okay for sure there are other people here okay I can yeah you know, interact a little bit so you were on the Raiderettes when they were in Oakland yes this announcement of a move happened and there was a big transition I think for just the team in general the, the football team itself, the dance team as well. How did you go about like deciding what, that you were going to try to go for it with the team moving to Las Vegas? Originally, I was actually a no. So at that time, I feel like it, the talk of us moving or relocating to Las Vegas started surfacing about like, I want to say like 2018. I've, I want to say like 2017, 2018, like we knew this move is going to happen. We thought it was going to happen in 2018. didn't happen. Um, but I will say in 2018 and 2019, I actually spent a lot of time in Las Vegas because we really started to be involved with the community here. Um, and I remember 2019, I was out here like once a month just doing appearances. Any reason to get out of work, I was going. So I always was like, I love Vegas. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> and yeah. it was always really fun just to like, you know, I mean, Las Vegas, like they their only sport is hockey here right so as we started to come more often you really start to see the love of football the nfl raiders really start to grow from like our first appearances um until like the end of 2019 but i still was kind of a no like at that time i'm like okay like i'm a five-year vet i'm getting older like probably just need to like shut it down like i don't know move on do other things with my life and then as the season really started to come to an end i I just have this feeling of like, I'm not finished, you know, like there's unfinished business there. And I feel like it really started to grow beginning of 2020. And I think for me, it was really one very selfish, wanted to have like my, my boots be one of the first boots to touch 
that field, Allegiant mm-hmm. Stadium, of course, it's gorgeous, mm-hmm. look at it. Gorgeous. But, <laughs> but really just to make sure that the traditions and the team that I know and loved at that time was still going to be there and the girls here would get to experience what I've got to experience and why I fought so hard to get back on this team. Obviously mm-hmm. the team changes every single year. It's going to change right. drastically, clearly, you know, um, just being in Las Vegas, but just making sure that the traditions, the sisterhood that I knew, I want the girls here to have. And then, you know, once the world went all crazy, it was just like the sense of like, if we're able to audition, like just like seeing that we were just shut down for all of these months, like who knows what's going to happen. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think like that was just like a sign of like, if there's anything that you are trying to do and you're going back and forth on, let the pandemic be a sign. If you have the ability to do it, go do it. Right. Cause who knows what's going to happen next. So I feel like it was a combination of just like this pandemic, Allegiant Stadium is beautiful, not wanting to be done, but really just wanting to make sure that this new team got to experience what our team has always known and loved. So I feel like those were like a combination of it. And then I only planned on being here until the end of 2020. I remember vividly being like, December, I'm out when the season's over. But then obviously we didn't have a season. So I'm like, well, no, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I made a decision. Well, let me ask too, because I know 2020, you guys had such a beautiful social media presence. I was just like, well, nothing's going on, but I'm feeling the rate threats, like Instagram. <laughs> like, I just was like, it looks like it's popping enough. We actually didn't see Allegiant Stadium until 2021. We got to do like a, a little tour before like all the things were like there. Obviously, like I don't think the grass was down. I think like everything was still being like set up as far as like the vendors and all of that goes in there. Um, and then I don't think our locker room was where it is now. I could be wrong on that, but I don't recall that feeling yet. It's like, it was still like coming together. It just like, wasn't, wasn't there yet at the time that we did our quick tour and the videos that you saw were actually shot outside of Allegiance, except for one, there was one that we did right up on the torch, like on the concourse, but that was really it. And that was all. And we actually didn't know that we weren't going to have like a season in the stadium until a couple days before so we like set game day I remember it was my line I was gonna be the line we're gonna like rotate right there's gonna be no fans but don't worry like we're gonna find a way have your girls in you guys will be up where the torches one line at a time like rotate it and I'm like cool 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 we're in there and then like my line got to be the line that was like first and I was like let's go line two and then a couple days before we got the email like sorry like it's not happening and I remember just like bawling my eyes out like I just felt so bad for my line like they were so excited I felt bad for the team like this is what we all are here for and like it just gets ripped from under you and I just remember just it was just there was what else are we gonna do so that's when we really just like utilize social media to our advantage um and just would like get a lot of content out there just because I feel like people still want to keep up with NFL cheerleading teams I feel like who are we like we're the cheerleaders for our community and it's really just trying to keep everyone in good spirits like this is what we have going on um but yeah so it really wasn't much of anything that's why it was so cool that you guys kept the same squad because there was such a great job with the marketing of like the you know the shots from like the the swimsuit shoot but you got a chance to kind of feature every girl on the team. And so it was really oh, yeah, like a combination so that when the same squad came back, it's just like, I know these people, I'm, I'm familiar with them from seeing it. So great job to whoever was in charge of that, because I think. Yeah. Really so cool. was our, yeah. So that was a really cool, it was like a nice little Christmas gift for us. And they let us know that they're going to be 
rolling all of our contracts over. And I remember it was, we had like a virtual Christmas party and some of us are together, like in the same um, apartment. Like, you know, you don't want to have the Christmas party on zoom by yourself. Like, no, thank you. So some of us got together and we're just like, you know, hanging out. Um, And then they had made the announcement on the zoom call and we're all like, and I'm like oh my and I was with girls that were rookies at the time and I'm like you're a vet like you're a vet like it's your second season and it was just like really cool to like be with some of them but it's just cool all around like you just look at the zoom call and everyone's just like jumping up and down like there's all these freeze frames because so much is happening and it was just really special and I'm glad that we all got a real full season and you know a lot of us not myself but a lot of the vets that weren't from here or just or the girls that weren't like from Las Vegas that relocated they all kind of went back home so it was really nice Mm -hmm. to have a full real season with everyone because realistically we only had about a month together in person so I remember when this whole move was up in the air and just you know talking about it that was like this season of like what ifs and maybe this Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know all my commentary was probably just really ridiculous at the time (laughs) nothing was clear Um, But I remember like speculating, like, I mean, when you're making decisions, everything was so up in the air, your job's up in the air, whether you're going to be in the office, out of the office, you don't know if you're able to make that kind of a move, you know, to another state, like there were just so many variables, and it would have probably driven me crazy. So I mean, at least when a decision would have been made, I could totally see people being like, you know what, okay, I'm going to move back to Yeah, so... For a lot of the girls, they actually were able to work remote with their jobs. So it just made sense to just be like, if I'm going to work remote, might as well go back home. For myself, I actually made the decision when I left Sacramento was to leave my job. And like, you're going to a whole new city. I've never lived out of the state before. Like, let's really just embark on this adventure, like really be invested 100% in it. Honestly, my job was low-key, really toxic. Didn't want to bring that energy with me. So I'm like, peace. Like, any reason to get out, I'm out. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I didn't have a reason to go back to Zach. I'm like, there's no job for me there. (laughs) Because I actually ended up working out here in Las Vegas um, with the job that I'm with today. Love them. But, yeah, just, you know, I'm like, I, I like living in Las Vegas. It was a little bit more open than Sacramento was. So I didn't mind it. But. I was happy that they were able to, you know, bring us all back and have everyone come back on over um, and just have a real season because everyone deserved that across the NFL. For sure. I was just, nothing made me happier than to be able to have something to talk about. We just needed to be back in our own element. Like that was just a huge joy. So like one of the amazing things about your bio that I probably should have been like a two-time pro bowler, but like, (laughs) tell me about how you were selected as the, I guess for that year, what would have been, you guys call it, what is it? Yeah. So that award is always called the Raiderette of the year. So I'd be equivalent to like a team's cheerleader of the year, but I know for some teams, they'll have like a cheerleader of the year and then their pro bowler, but we actually have it in one. So it's always Raider of the year. If you're selected, you get to represent the organization in the pro bowl. So uh, I was really shocked. I mean, like I said, we'd only had about a couple of months together in person. Obviously, we've had this virtual world for months, like ever since, you know, the team was announced. We were on Zoom, like, what's up? This is who I am. Hopefully you like me. Hopefully you can see me always like moving the camera up and down. Um, but that was really it. And then of course, just like with me staying in Las Vegas, I think I was able to build relationships with the girls just being here. But the way how our award works is the team actually selects. So we have a vote 
Um, that year, I believe we voted on the computer. It's just like a quick little, who do you want to be Raider of the Year? Who do you want to be Dancer of the Year and Rookie of the Year? So those are our three awards that we announced at the game. And yeah, so I actually found out on a Zoom call. It was like one of our last Zoom calls where they announced the award winners. And I, thank God I was with some of my friends like on the team. It's just been weird to see by myself, but you just feel so many things. Like I just have never saw myself ever receiving any award. And I would like to think nobody comes onto a team like I'm gonna make this team and I'm gonna get this award and I'm gonna go to Pro Bowl and all of the things. Like you just wanna be on the team. And like for me, I just wanna be on the team. Like I wanna be on that field. Like I wanna be in the community. That was always, always been enough. Like always hearing my number was enough um so to have this brand new team it was just really special because we are a team of 20 rookies and at the time 12 vets so it's a it's a new team so to have these new 20 new women see me as someone that they can like look up to or someone that they think embodies what it means to be a raider at it's just insane to me you know like I think about the raider of the years before myself and I'm just like uh, goals, you know, just everything about them, just check, 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 check. I, I want to be that. I inspire to be that. But I'm just me. Like, I'm not, I don't think I have anything special. I'm just myself. And yeah, I don't know. So that, that recognition was enough for me. Like, obviously, I didn't get to go to Pro Bowl that year. There was really nothing more to it. But I think just having that title means so much more than doing anything with it just because this your team sees you as that and that was just super special to me just to and to have my name with these other women like on our awards wall and our locker room like that I I mean you see those names like yeah me too they're just like big names that you look at and I'm just like what is Shania Randall doing on this awards wall (laughs) um so yeah so my team selected me that year um thanks guys (laughs) super special (laughs) and then going into 2021 same thing it wasn't we were all kind of wondering like what are we going to do with that um and I'm just like we have now everyone's a vet there's no rookies anymore like anyone would have done an amazing job at Pro Bowl and any one of them could have gone to Pro Bowl right like anyone could have gotten selected because everyone's considered a vet at this point so to be reselected by my team I don't really think I will ever ever find the words to like thank them I would get really emotional thinking about it but it's just really it's just really a privilege I think and an honor just to know like where I've came from and like 2021 that was 10 years ago for my rookie season so to look back at her and be like look at all that you've done and all that you overcome and to be able to impact so many different women along my journey is just is everything Oh my gosh. Has that been done before? Is I mean, did you make history a little bit with the two Everyone keeps saying that. I'm honestly, I should probably do my research. I really don't know, but I feel like, yes, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know where things, where things are happening. Like 2020 Raider of the year, then going into 2021, my team was really nice. Like our coaching staff, I didn't get a sash, obviously. So they put together a really nice 2020 sash for me. And they gave it to me at the Monday night football game. And during that game, I bring all this up to say I was a Raider of the game also. So they like bring out my magazine. I'm like, oh, like already emotional. Cause I'm like, I'm Raider of the game. Like that's so special. And they're like, but wait, there's more. Then there's like the sash. And then they're like, also 
in your article, our, our manager, Bailey, she writes like it's really nice words about each of the girls that are selected. I know she's amazing. <laughs> I was lucky enough to sit next to her and Tiff. And I just said, it touches me every single time. Like I'm literally like pinching and zooming so I can read every single word. It's such a beautiful she, tribute. To yeah. The dance she does a beautiful thing. job. And just really just like highlights like the best about that woman or just anything that's like going on. Like the, the stories are just amazing. And I hope that everyone just like frames their story because it's so beautifully written. Um, but in my story, she actually let me know that I was also the Juanetta Horton Award recipient. So that's our fourth award that we announce for the season. And it's announced during our banquet. So that is an honor of Juanetta Horton, who's a previous reader at years ago who ended up passing away but her teammates know her for her faith her love of raiders you know her love of her teammates just all of the above and just a really inspirational woman so it's actually you know it's considered like the most inspirational award so then i found out that same game getting my sash right out of the game she's like oh yeah you're also the recent one at a horton recipient and i was like oh, like could drop to my knees so yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I, I made a little bit of history. I just don't know what what is the history, but it's insane nonetheless. No. Yes. No, it's so exciting. I mean, to have all of that. And you're so humble. I mean, it's not like you said, it's not about the awards, but just it is humbling to know that people hold you in such high esteem and that you're you've earned the respect of your teammates in that way and that you've inspired so many people. And, and these are just your teammates. We're not even talking about like the greater dance community, but I'm just so excited. I was like, I had something invested in this, but I was just kind of like, what happens to the people? There were a few other teams that kind of did some sort of selection for Pro Bowl last year. Yeah. So one, so the Buccaneers girl, she actually was the one that was selected with me in 2020. And then she was able to, I'm not sure if she was reselected or if her director was like, you going, girl. But there was a couple other girls who were not. Um, but they were so supportive of their, their teammate that was selected. So it's just a beautiful community to be in. I feel like everyone, regardless of what your journey is going to bring to you, whether you get an award or you don't, or you go to Pro Bowl or you don't, I feel like we're so fortunate enough across the NFL to have women that are supporting you, cheering you on, even if it's not them. And I feel like that's all that you can ever really want, you know, being on a team. So. And your team showed up and showed out for uh, you, okay? Like, did they? I, oh, my gosh. I mean, I know it was easy for the Vegas uh, cheerleaders. You know, I know it was easy for the Raiderettes, absolutely. And But I know these women, and I feel like if I would have ended up in, like, I don't even know, like, Thailand, like, they'd be like, all right, let's go. Every year in Florida when it was there, you guys rolled deep to Pro Bowl. Like, the team yeah. – shows up and this is like you know west coast all the way down to orlando florida and they make it happen to support their girl and i mean it was it just had me hyped like i was like she has to feel so darn good like i can honestly say (laughs) so i felt like you know we're not perfect like we have moments of what we're getting in our heads right like now i'm with the best of the best in the nfl like you know these women are gorgeous talented humble i like when i look at my pro bowl cheer team and i'm like these are the underdogs like these are the ones who are like the silent leaders the silent assassins like they just come they just like they're the silent leaders you know what i mean they lead by example they don't have to be the loudest in the room or any of that but they are bomb and i'm like 
what am I doing here? Like, you know, like just having like these like weird moments. And I remember Tuesday we had like this eight hour practice all day long. I felt fine. But of course, sometimes you're nervous with the best of you leading up into Pro Bowl. I'm like, are we sure? Are you sure you want me to represent you all? Like, let's think about this here. You know, just like having these like these doubts that they're so natural to have. And I don't think it makes me any like less grateful I just feel like it's just natural you know and then Wednesday was the skills showdown we had about an hour practice that practice I was just like not my best like you make one mistake you're in your head the rest of the hour practice that it was so I'm in my hotel room supposed to be getting ready I already had my makeup on from earlier I had an appearance so I'm just like sweating I'm like you're running everything you're not leaving this hotel room until you have it down right just like just very not nice myself for this moment so then we get there and I remember Carly she's with the Ravens she was like hey girl like you were in your head earlier huh I was like a little bit like you could tell she's like yeah I usually watch you but I had to like look away because you're over here messing up and I was like dang and she's like yeah she's like what's up like she's like I remember when I had posted my line some of my teammates were like oh my god like the Raiders girls in your line like she's so talented she's so pretty this and that and I'm like gosh like this team doesn't know me at all and I realized in that moment that I'm so used to being everyone else's cheerleader that I forgot how to cheer myself on you know and like she just like reminded me that like I needed it too and I think it was the first time I was forced to like only think about myself like I think about my line first I think about my littles I think about the team I think about everything else before I think about me right as long as everyone else around me is good I'm good but then like all I had was myself to think about so it was nice to like be checked like oh yeah you're right like what am I stressing about and then we go out there and the first two dances it was it was just us like you know just like the fans no one else was there but we had to keep coming back in though because it was freezing in Las Vegas this night we come up for the third dance and I like literally see my teammates like running from one side to the other side because they were on the wrong side and just like screaming hollering like I remember we were dancing to Begin and my eyes were like so watery like on this part because I was just like so overwhelmed with like emotion of like wow like this is why you're here because these women selected you to be here to represent this organization and I it was like the first time I allowed myself to feel proud of myself because Mm -hmm. it was such a privilege and an honor to be their teammate and to be their representation. And I don't think I've ever been like proud of myself before, you know, like you make teams, you're like, yeah, "Yeah, you did that. But like to really be proud of yourself, I haven't experienced that. And I don't know, it's just really cool. Like they're cheering me on, but I'm like, yeah, like y'all agree. Like I'm cheering them on. And (laughs) it kept everyone, like all of us were tired. We did all of our dances that night. We're doing them back to back. And I remember the girls were like, if you're Shania, I'm Shania. Like they kept them going. And I'm like, this is literally why I love this team so much because like they will always be your biggest cheerleaders. They're always going to keep you going. They're never going to let you fall. And they're going to cheer everybody on like teammate or not. So yes, yes. yes. Oh, I was supposed to be there so much earlier and I had to kind of change and come just for the game, which was really heartbreaking. But just watching the videos and just how that's what I love about our community so much is like that we cheer each other on and just listening to the girls like screaming for you like it was just so they were exciting. losing their voices I would hear it back and I could like hear their voices like being gone and they they showed up to everything like every single day they're like where are you gonna be at we're there with like signs just like just I don't know I and I didn't even realize like how much 
you know, like you have these moments where you're like, I don't matter. You know what I mean? Like during the season, you're just like, yeah, like yeah. I'm the captain, like, like, you know, no one's yeah. talking to me. Like I don't fit in. I'm, the best and I always say it. We're like, we don't fit in with this new team. But, and it was like the first time where I'm like, you matter, like you matter to these women and these women matter to you. And like, I tell them all the time, I was like, it never felt like my Pro Bowl. It felt like our Pro Bowl. Like we, yeah. we all did that together. Yeah. So. Oh, that's beautiful, Shania. Like, and it, this is all energy that, like, you can totally pick up on as a spectator sitting in the stands. I mean, yeah. I love, love, love seeing, like, you know, between the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders showing up with uh, the red wigs. The wigs. On. I was like, y'all was- gonna get wigs? Look at me. Come on. Y'all can get brown hair. <laughs> like, the wigs were everything. That was so cute. I love yeah. that they did that. And they showed out, too. Like, so special. Yes. It's amazing to see. And I think everybody deserves that kind of, like, just love and support and encouragement is your biggest moment and I mean I wouldn't have missed it for the world I wish I could have been there for more of it but it was so cool watching and I love that you guys got to shine so well during the halftime like I've been yeah I went on and on, and was, on about the halftime but like, that was a surprise that was really cool for us too I think when there's a musical artist you know you kind of see things moving around the, or like the women moving around the stage but it's not really like feature no we were like in there like involved yeah Yeah. I loved it loved it no it was really cool and I remember there was like a moment where you know they were telling us like our directors with E2K like hey you know there's a chance we can highlight you know five women and he's like but we don't really like to separate you guys so we really want to leave it up to you guys if you are okay with like you know, five girls being selected to dance on the stage of the Jabberwockies. And it was like, put your head down, like, raise your hand if you're, like, okay with that. And I don't know who, if everyone put their hands up or not. I mean, we all had our heads down. But they're like, all right, you know, majority vote rule. And I'm like, heck yeah, like, five of you bosses to be up there dancing at the Jabberwockies. Like, that is so cool. And, again, like, that just goes to show, like, our community, like, it doesn't matter if it's you or if it's not you. Like, who cares? Like, we're here to uplift each other. If there's a moment where, like, one can be highlighted, like, let them, you know? And it was cool to be, like, behind the stage, like, look at them go. (laughs) Like, watching the Jumbotron. (laughs) Like, I had fun doing that. They killed it. it. I felt so bad that I couldn't remember everybody that was up there. But, like, the Texans, the Tampa Bay, Dallas, I feel like. Yeah. Panthers, Cowboys, Colts, yeah. All of them murdered it. One of my favorite. Yeah. I think, well, I haven't seen all of the thing on halftimes, but I was really impressed. No, it's okay. It was my favorite. (laughs) I think I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was the highlight for you of Pro Bowl week? Uh, Um... I mean, I feel like I have so many highlights. I feel like it's so interesting because I think when people are, like, asking you about, like, you on a pro team, like, is it Caddy? Do you guys get along? I'm like, these are my best friends. Like, these women are going to be in my wedding. You know, and it's so, it's such a unique experience that there's no reason why you guys can't be close. Like, you guys have the same goals. Not everyone's going to be your best friend, but, like, it's a safe environment, right? And I feel like with Pro Bowl, like, you guys are just, like, instant friends. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason. Like, you're just happy to be here. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is so interesting. So I feel like just like meeting women in the NFL that their team sees as like their person. It's just, it's really cool. And and to know that like 
you guys are one. I don't know. It's just so interesting to me to have that dynamic and for us to be like forced together and it for it to be so beautiful and just organically created. So I definitely, you know, making 24 beautiful new friends. Hopefully they love you back. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I just think having like my family, having my friends, having my teammates, I mean, literally shout out to the Raiderettes there at everything, which is was really big for me and I mean just looking into the Winfield club I feel like we would all notice like when we like saw each other and just like I'm jumping up and down like they're jumping up and down and it's just like you just like feel their energy and there's just no way you're gonna have a bad game right you have all these people rooting for you but I feel like icing on the cake not to be selfish but I just didn't know how much Raider Nation really loves their cheerleader so I will say it was really cool coming out during pregame for like my little one eight count and I was not expecting like the stadium to erupt the way it did and I was like wow like this is Raider Nation like we're here and like that was really cool I feel like that's like my selfish you know talk about it I don't want to even call it selfish it's just your moment to be like yes that was yeah your your picture being up on oh god I totally forgot about that like what am I doing on the side credit (laughs) all the way like that was beautiful to see that that was that was really cool that was like my New York moment like I am on a billboard (laughs) it's even bigger than Times Square like that is yeah I thought that was so special yeah that was really cool I just think there was just so much pride I think for it being in your city as a host and being able to show the girls the locker room and just all of the things that just uh, made it like gosh. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to be proud of, like on this team, like where we came from. You know, Oakland, I always say Oakland, Oakland built character, you know, like but we deserved, we deserved a little bit more in the locker room, you know? So to be where we are now, like we have our own studio that we get to practice in. And I got to share that space with my Pro Bowl cheerleaders. Uh, teammates and then we got to I got to share headquarters with them and then the locker room like what like these are just things that like you just never you can't even you can't even dream up you know obviously I'm still very much on a high (laughs) how do you even come down from that like it's you don't I feel like this this grin has been on my face for like three months like always grinning like life is just great (laughs) When you also have all those amazing cute outfits that you have that would just maybe be like hanging up constantly. When I say that, I'd like wear the sweatshirt like literally every week. Like our Pro Bowl sweatshirt from the lineup. Thank you so much. Pro Bowl ring like never comes off. Just like just bleeding Pro Bowl right now. And yeah, all of our all of our outfits. I, I need to figure out how I'm gonna like what I'm gonna do with my uniform. Like I'm treat it like basketball players do where they put their jersey in one of yes. the pieces. No, I yeah. am. When I get a house, yeah, I'm gonna have like a room just like a Raiderette room. Like this is me. <laughs> when I have children, I'm like, go in, go in mommy's room. Look at mom's life before you. <laughs> like that's my plan. Oh my goodness. Well, what is speaking of future plans? What is next for you? I mean, it is audition season. You do not have to disclose because you know we know. We yeah. No. No worries. <laughs> I pride myself on being very vocal, so I think I've been very vocal on this. Is that was my last hoorah at the Pro Bowl, which I think is the best way I could have gone out personally. Nice. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was the end for me. Honestly, I am privileged enough to say that the Raiders have given me so much. I mean, 
seven incredible seasons as rocky as they were like they were the best the best years of my life right like raider of the year two times like I got to go to Pro Bowl like for myself like not just cheering my teammates on like once in a lifetime experiences but also I just feel like I've got to be a captain multiple years in a row and really just bring what Raiders means to me to a brand new city it just feels like it'd be selfish to continue to keep coming back and I feel like stepping away is going to give somebody else on the team a chance to step up and be that captain that season bet and also I I personally feel like teams typically pick girls who look like past girls so I know somewhere someone has a face like mine and she's like if you come back one more time so I'm gonna let her have her moment I'm gonna step aside it just it just like I said it seems really selfish to keep coming back when they've given me so much like there's nothing more I could gain aside from just like now I'm coming back for selfish reasons like put me in the halftime you know what I mean like keep me on Instagram you know like just like (laughs) I have to I have to close this chapter and it's so interesting it it feels okay to close the book. Like I like can physically see myself closing a book and putting in a bookshelf. Like the book is done, you know, there's nothing unfinished there. Now I will say, I don't think I want to step away a hundred percent from this world. If there's a way that I can be involved, like I want to be involved in some way, shape or form. I don't know what that looks like yet, but as far as my white boots on that green grass until a reunion, no, 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 you don't make me cry. I cry every day. <laughs> I don't even know where it's coming from. I just think you have such a beautiful story. And um, I can relate to just like, like just your heart being full, you know? And when you reach that point of you've given and you've received and it's just been this beautiful, not that every moment's like amazing all the time, but you just have this sure. like, it's just something that, allows you to be able to close that yeah I remember I was talking to someone at work about that and they were asking me and they're like what does that feel like they're like you know when you think about yourself and like the goals that you have once you achieve that goal you're like okay what's next okay what's next and he's like but like there is no next like what is that like and I was like honestly it's kind of like a relief like Mm. like you can finally just like I don't know, like, just, like, relax, you know, I'm not stressing about an audition, like, now I can speak life into other people, you know what I mean, without also having to speak life into myself, like, you know, um, so, I mean, it sucks, and I know, like, I go back and forth, like, to be, like, transparent, I still go back and forth every single day about it, but I know that I will be okay being done, because I know that there's more for other people, like, there's gonna be a captain that really gets a chance to, like, step up now that the season bets are out, you know what I mean, like, they deserve that, and I deserve to be in the Winfield Club cheering them on, you know, living my best life, okay, I saw, I had Momo, <laughs> you can come, we'll go to the game together, yay, next time I come to a Raiders game, I need to figure out, let's do it, Tiff, hook it up, well, I do think that it's a beautiful perspective to have as well, um, because I know that sometimes, you know, and even this year's Pro Bowl class, I feel like there were some girls that had been on the team, girls, ladies that had been on the team for eight years or different lengths Yeah, of Terry time. with Vikings, but, she's been on the team for eight years. There's a lot of like six-year vets, seven-year vets. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of us. And I feel like it's kind of split. I feel like some of them are going back and some of us are like, nope, we're done. And some of them are like considering other teams. So it's pretty interesting to see like what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But I feel like we're all on different paths now. 
there's, you know, a couple of different paths, like you said, that you can go with it. But I do appreciate the perspective that you just named because these spots are just so limited and nobody should be forced out before they feel like I'm done. But yeah, you know, it's nice to have that perspective of just I'm going to free up a space for somebody to have their dreams come true, too. You know, like for sure. Certain- and not to say that that space was always mine, you know, but I feel like, yeah. You know, I like to say that that's my spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just keeping it warm. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like this once we finally got to talk. Like, just... Uh, just good. Good vibes. This is only the beginning. I mean, we're rookie sisters, basically. Similar yeah. journeys. And, yeah, like, what a beautiful platform to have and be able to, you know, share other stories that really can impact the dance community. And I, I will say someone did reach out to me that was on a different team um, after I had posted a video, like cut going to my second season to Pro Bowl cheerleader. And she's like, oh my God, like seeing that like makes me want to try again. And I'm like, try again. Like it's your story. You decide when it's over. Like no offense, but not these teams, you know, like you decide. Yeah. And, and that could be like, maybe you still hear no the next year, but like you felt good about it. You know what I mean? So hopefully yeah. she does. If you're listening, I you know, know you do it. Do it. <laughs> Try yeah. out. Hearing these stories does, I feel like it just makes a difference because with all the downloads and whoever's following, whoever's listening, I know it resonates with at least one person. And that that's what keeps me going. Like people... I think we follow everybody on social media, but really feeling like you're getting a better, like a deeper glimpse into who they are and what their struggles were or how they overcame different things. It absolutely is inspiring. And so, I mean, I'm just so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Finally. Like I said, it's an honor to sit and chat with you and share my story, hear your story and just, you know, chit chat girl time. Finally. I mean, I'll get your chats. I mean, we'll have to just like randomly request you or something. Oh, go I love that you go live. We need that. Oh, like, we have to keep the conversation going, whatever the conversation is about. So, well, seriously, Shania, thank you for your time and just sharing your amazing story of just triumph and loving yourself and resilience. <laughs> resilience, big time, and just how it all worked out so beautifully for you. Congratulations on all your success. You. And I just feel like I just want to hug you. I don't know. I know. Virtual air hugs. Uh, It was so good to finally chat. Thank you so much. Like I said, it's it's literally an honor to be on your your show, your podcast. I've been listening to you for years now. Dream come true. I've just been checking all these boxes off this year. It's so weird. Um, But thank you so much for having me and just allowing us dancers um, to have a voice in this pro world where we don't always feel like we have one. So thanks for creating a safe space for all of us. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. Podcast. Thank you so freaking much. It means it means the world, and it's people like you that keep me beaming and excited and happy to talk about our space. And it's almost like you're like having this extension of your passion when you see it really living and thriving in somebody else. And like that, that's what I felt watching you. It's just like I think everyone was living their best lives that day. It felt me. so good. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.